Hey, hey, and welcome to our final episode of this wonderful journey for for uh, Rosamond Dujardin's book, Double Date. Um, ah, yes. Last book. We've done it. <laughs> we've done it. Anyway, so let's talk about chapter 20, and then maybe we can talk about the book as a whole. But chapter 20, Senior Prom. What, uh, I mean, reading it, I was just like, I, you said kind of in between sessions, this is like absurd. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting it, but like, I'm not sure how much of that is like, I guess it's the chat. I mean, it's just, you know, mm. uh, I was raised on British literature. Mm. I read a lot of Agatha Christie, Jane Austen, Dickens, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. Like period pieces were classic mm. literature. And then, and then that led to like, that's what we were taught in high school and all blah, blah, blah. So I had this idea that like the world was more first world than it is, you know, mm. like, and so I'm listening to this and I'm just like, how wild is it? Mm. <laughs> how absurd is it that like, we think it's like a, quaint relatable childhood story to be worried about prom queen Mm. (laughs) like like it's just such a strange cultural monarchy obsessed you know like tradition that Mm. is actually like wildly unrelatable to most of humanity you know but this is somehow like the norm Mm -hmm. right and this is her whole like well, you know, I mean, I'm struck because I'm reading it out loud, right? Which I, so I've never read it this closely. I'm reading it out loud, I have to read every word. And the spit in the beginning were like, Mike, Penny learned, wanted to be a teacher. Maybe I'll never get read They talk about what they plan to do with their lives. Nobody asked Penny what she wants to do with her life, you know? Like there's, there's literally no, Penny told him that she wanted to be a journalist. I mean, nothing, you know? Like, it's just Mike wants to be a teacher. And now we know Penny's whole future. She's going to be the wife of a teacher. Won't that be nice for her? You know, end of, end of discussion, you know? Yeah. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Like that's what you get to choose is like, well, I mean, but here we are this week. I mean, this is just a very specific yeah. week also to be finishing this book. Right. Because mm-hmm. this particular week is the, is the political abortion stuff it's mm-hmm. kind of brutal if mm-hmm. we're thinking about like this as like this book is read in feminist you know mm-hmm. classes and blah 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 blah. how the 1950s portrayed women and then we're like wait a minute here we <laughs> yeah. are yeah here you we know, are like there are people that actually want yeah that that uh that this is as it should be with them you know like you yeah you, and, you know. and And to be fair, like I I read something great today about like somebody being like, listen, democracy, everybody is involved. And what we're finding out is that the Republican Party is actually not interested in democracy. They want Mm. to be a ruling minority. That's what they Mm -hmm. want to be. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's a good point. You know, like, oh, it's about it's a it's not everyone. You know, this the majority of our country is not interested in this right <laughs> this right is a ruling minority that is manipulating the system in a toxic way you know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that being said here's a book where the my the majority would have thought this was normal 
you know? Well, and here's, like, well, so here, well, there's the little detail too. The detail that they're having the stance at the country club, that's, mm -hmm. that is code for this is only white people. This is not black people. This is not Jewish people. This is not, yeah. you know, anybody off, off kilter in any way. This is all heterosexual white people. And probably they're all Christian, you know, I mean, they're, you know, et cetera. There's nothing um, left of that at all in any way. So, and that's actually why, you know, we don't have them in country clubs anymore that you have them on school property usually, right? Isn't prom now usually like, I mean, my prom, I guess my prom was at a, was at like a hotel, was at a, was at a function room, but it wasn't Mine a country was definitely club. definitely at the, was that a school? It was well, actually no, at the school. Actually, no, you're right. I guess it was, I'm thinking of all the other dances. We did have the mm -hmm. one dance that took place in like a Hyatt or something. Right, right, right. That kind of thing, you know, which, which is open to everybody, right? But this country club is literally going to stop you at the door if you're not, if you don't meet their criteria, you know? So yeah. um, that was interesting to me too, like things that would just, uh, and then this, this fuss that they made about getting ready, like how many words she spent on them getting ready. Yeah. You know, and how it took two hours and this is, and it's just presented, it's presented without any without any even sarcasm, you know, it's like completely straightforward. This is the fun of prom. This is what yeah. girls do. This is the reward for being a good girl. You get to spend two hours doing all this stuff, getting your hair done, having your mother admire you. And then the boys, you make an entrance and they have the corsage, the fuss over the corsages, you know, it's like the orchid, no less random. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like this, this, um, like these rituals are the, are the, are the goal. You know, yeah. like this is the, this, you have now you've achieved the prize and you've got the ultimate prize. You got the crown on your head, you know? And, and so that's, as opposed to all that stuff being indicative of something else, like a strong relationship or a bright future or, you know, achievement or somebody loves you or whatever, you know, it's, it's just a, but I remember all this like grooming, too, you know, like the, it's grooming for, for marriage. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Grooming. Grooming is an excellent word for all of this. I just, uh, oh my God. And that puts a whole new light of the concept of being a groom. Don't, don't, don't. Oh my yeah. God. That's horrifying. I, I mean, know. I just, I, I just watched a, um, a documentary on uh, the occult, the FLDS cult. Oh. Right. You watched the doc. I watched the TV series about it just recently. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. You watched that. Watched you that. watched that TV show? Yeah, I That's the one I literally stayed up all night binging. I could not stop. You know, John was gone and I was depressed. That's the show that I binged all night. You oh, know? I mean, that's all, that that show is is. I mean, you will. It doesn't help with depression. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's. I know that's accurate. But I, did, I found it. I found it. Um, I mean, it's, it's not, I did some research on how accurate it is and it's, it's, it's really not, I mean, it's, you know, we, we, we should take it as a work of fiction, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, okay. FYI. Yeah. Interesting. But which parts. Okay. Well, the, well you know, we can talk about that later. We, we just yeah. <laughs> but as far as like, as far as, um, just thinking about what it is to be in a culture, like basically like 
you're told what good looks like. Like mm-hmm. we, no matter who we are, we don't invent the culture that we walk into, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we all want to operate within our culture effectively, right? Whatever that means to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, it's really stunning how many rules there are, how many cultural norms there are that mm. may not actually be truly like the healthiest or like good for us, you know, right. as a, right. like our quality of life may be a lot lower than we realize just because of what we think we are used to thinking mm-hmm. cultural norms are, you know, like mm-hmm. that's what that show made me think of. And then I, I also listened at work today. We had um some, uh, we had a lovely panel of indigenous uh game designers like just talking about how they're like like bringing in philosophies of their cultures there's a whole bunch of different indigenous cultures all over america right Mm -hmm. but like bringing the philosophies to these game design experiences and then like what and then how the west responds to them and sometimes Mm -hmm. i guess one of them was saying that like sometimes the west responds like what are we even doing? (laughs) You know, like we like, it's like, she was like, I like, it wasn't even a we, it was just, she was like, I appreciate the darkness because you get to see the stars, you know, like sometimes it's nice to just be and appreciate the land and like where you're at. And that's the kind of game I'm creating. (laughs) And then like, people are like, they can't even like stay still enough to enjoy that sensation, you know, Mm. like that's just an example of Mm -hmm. like a cultural breadth of life experience you could have you know wow and this i mean the word yeah the word cult is incultural i never noticed that before weird yep it is can't have culture without cult i yeah this and well yeah this phrase that i'm seeing a lot again because of the news um a fetus fetus fetish fetus fetishizer Ooh. And I'm like, wow, ooh, okay, that's like a culty thing. That's like kind of a, you know, I mean, weird. So yeah, we live in times where people, well, just any, you know, so like, I mean, all of this is that, you know, exactly. I guess this whole this whole life that they're taking for granted and having it, I mean, taking for granted in the sense that it's just happening around them and they're just fitting into it, you know. I mean, everyone wants that sense of belonging, right? So yeah, you you know, you you figure out how are you going to keep from being rejected? But we've talked in the past, I don't know if it was on this podcast, we talked, you and I have talked about the difference between fitting in and belonging, right? And, and fitting in is the concept. Um, I heard this from somebody on Twitter. Fitting in is the concept of, you know, there's a group you want to belong to. And so you figure out how to, how to behave the way they want you to behave so that, they, so that you fit in. Whereas belonging is where you go into a group and you are accepted for who you are and the group embraces you as you are. And everyone in the group is, is given that, you know, um, latitude. And, you know, that kind of really helped me just, you know, kind of sort through a lot of times in my life where I've really tried to fit in, you know, and been really heartbroken when I was rejected. And then, but the, but where do I feel like I belong? And and kind of waiting for that now is finally, you know, at full on grown up at 60 years old and waiting for that feeling of belonging. I'm, I'm noticing whether I'm being just accepted for who I am and, yeah. you know, not wasting time on something that's not that. And, you know, 
So and here's I mean, Pam and Penny, you know, they're like, they're, they got this thing. I mean, they, they're now going to be closer sisters. You know, they have that long level look of understanding, at yes. the end there, you know, mutual and, respect. Yeah. Because not one of leading and one following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because, well, and because it turns, I guess it turns out Penny, I mean, Penny, I mean, Pam turns out has the capacity to accept Penny for who she is, apparently you know, that's unusual, right? I mean, she's, if, if Penny's been behaving one way for all their 17 years and now she's something different, uh, probably a normal person, Pam, like in a normal real life situation, there'd be some resistance to this sudden change, you know, and would be some, you know, kind of, uh, you know, irritation or attempt to make things, you know, it's, it's like when someone's, you know, an alcoholic and they try to change and their alcoholic buddies don't want them to because they're drinking buddies, right? You know, yeah. um, so some of Pam's ability to be the leader was having a perpetual follower. And so now if Penny is not her follower anymore, how does Pam express all those leadership qualities that she's had all her life? You know, so, yeah, um, yeah, maybe we'll find yeah. out in the next book. Um, I, you know, so I don't, you know, so what, so what? I mean, there was a lot in this chapter that I just found irritating even to read out loud. I mean, like, why do they have this whole paragraph about Mr. Weaver who gives a 10 minute speech? I mean, it like, you know, some of this, I'd be like, why is that even in here? Is it just comic relief? Maybe it's just comic relief or it gives Penny a chance to smile at, at, at Mike, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe the suspense is building. I mean, it's about building suspense for the big announcement of who gets to be queen yeah maybe that uh, that's probably like i kept getting a little distracted in this one and then i realized mm-hmm. like oh they're just they're trying to she's trying to build it's just mm-hmm. a wind down i mean honestly the book ended last chapter you right, know what right i mean right. like everything that was gonna happen happened and this is just like the credits are rolling basically right because right. yeah because this was never the core conflict it was never like the whole book was penny saying i really want to be prom queen you know like it wasn't or Pam, or Pam saying she really wanted to, you know, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't even an issue until like the last chapter, right? Suddenly we care yeah. about Brown Queen. Um, so yeah. So even then, like, I'm, I'm genuine, like everybody, she's like, oh, it's just because I did this like great service and everybody appreciated my idea. And Pam's like, you're so modest. And I'm like, mm. wait, but like, isn't that actually what it is? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I thought did. that's what it was, is that like people really do appreciate that she did something cool and that like mm. that, and it, can still say that made her popular but like isn't that what it was like that's right no no it has to be no it has to be. so this is like the barbie doll the fan or the the cinderella princess fantasy here in this last chapter this is a full tilt you know like spiral into being able to milk that fantasy so the girl reading it be like oh this would be so i can know all the feelings of what it feels like to have this and this happen you know and and like you say it is that what did you say before about it being the grooming for you know being delighted when you get the engagement ring and then you have the wedding and now you're married. And I I remember thinking that years ago that the whole, I've written it somewhere in some story I wrote, I think where the wedding is this big, huge deal that a girl gets just to kind of buy her silence for the years of what marriage is going to be like after that, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Like, which is cynical. Not all marriages are like that, of course, but you know, I mean, I think um, I think a marriage that starts out where one of the spouses starts off with this kind of starry-eyed, completely romantic notion of what marriage is going to be is going to be in for some trouble. They're going to have to work that out eventually, right? 
either spouse. Yeah, people, people, when they say like, I want to get married, they say it like, I want to get this dress and I want this. Mm. Like, but they don't say like, oh my God, I'm so excited for this kind of a marriage. You know, you're like, mm-hmm, what kind right. of marriage do you want? I want like a travel partner. I want like, mm. I want affection in the morning. I want mm. like wonderful, like I want, I want to talk to somebody who can round out my strategic mind, you know? I want, I think it's frills and some lace, you know? I want a dress and like, a big what? diamond. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have this not cynical at all concept mm-hmm. of like, I've been really thinking about this, like what, how, what kind of a proposal would I actually really want for, from a guy? And I almost feel like I would appreciate the proposal. Uh, hey, do you want to spend $30,000 with me on a party? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, wow, you think that's a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I really think we have like 30k to burn. I'd be like, oh my god, you're the perfect man. Let's do it. Let's throw this party. You know what I mean? Wild. Invite everyone we know. Yes. Put them all in the same room. And then why bother to get married? Just have the huge party. I know exactly. Exactly. It's like this is honestly, it's honestly a different question of would you like to, you know, team up for the rest of our lives to build basically a corporation that supports the state? (laughs) (laughs) Which of us is extra good at paperwork? That's her. That's her Achilles heel for anyone who's out there listening is the paperwork. (laughs) It's true. It's very true. It's very true. Don't even you don't even get into the in out the gate if you don't have the paperwork skills. <laughs> Gosh. So I, you I'm know. The, I can do some great experience design, but somebody else has to help me file it. <laughs> mm. So so and I mean this was fun. I mean, did you okay? So way back when you you wanted to do this project, you know, and I know yeah. this is kind of out of the blue. Has it like, what did you expect back then? And like, what, what has it turned into for you? Like what, you know, is it meeting expectations or did you guess it was a surprise? Well, or at, wasn't? at the very beginning, I liked how it was much, when we honestly, I think my favorite bit was the setup <laughs> because mm. we spent a good amount of time talking about like the different things they were calling out about the world building mm. um, and how that related to our, like my grandparents. Right. Mm. And I liked mm-hmm. that. Um, I think as it went on, it's sort of like, whoa, this is a real uh, bubblegum kind of book. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I wish it had more of a point. It's definitely <laughs> more like a, like a, I don't know, like a, it's a beach like read. Pop art. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of miss the classics. We did a, we did Silas Marner before this. By and George Eliot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I miss, I miss that at this point. Mm. Right. Because like every bit of it was philosophically, uh, you know, compelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, yep. this was not, this was not philosophically compelling. I mean, this was not I was bad. compelled to, you know, argue with bits of it, I suppose, but mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it's all nice and tidy and everybody, everyone pretty much stayed in their roles, you know, like what their, what their roles were supposed to be. And there wasn't any big like rebellion 
character. I mean, you know, the other, I mean, if we were going to do the same era again, like we wanted to explore the same era again, it would be cross my heart. You know, that, that is a great book. And I forget who that's by. Um, but it's, that goes a lot deeper and has, has a lot richer characters in it. That, I mean, there's a woman who, you know, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of characters in that, like, you know, regular humans. And this young woman is getting kind of um, exposed. I don't mean to say exposed in a bad way, but just she's, she's learning about the world and she has a really hard lesson to learn by the end of the book. And there's a lot of betrayal and weird shit happens, and, you know, so that that could be a choice but we will talk about our next book but this feels like for me it feels good like oh look we've we did a thing <laughs> oh yeah you know yeah. and we went we went where it led us and and uh i mean honestly I, I think i think the the upshot for me is that i'm genuinely realizing how much less impressed i am with prom monarchy than mm. i was like i mean i you know, it was the prettiest, everybody wears pretty dresses. And I, I've now as an adult, I've been like, wait, like maybe I just want to wear some pretty things and mm -hmm. I like sparkles and like, but I don't need to wait for someone to tell me I'm a freaking queen to right. be like, oh, I can just like wear beautiful things when I want to, or I can, mm. I can, you know, go out right. and dance when I want to, you know, like I don't need the outside structures to do the things that make me feel good, mm -hmm. you know? But like when you watch these movies, you know, like in, like I think you have a lot of movie scenes, a lot of these books, you know, the, the thing I was left with was someday when people really like me, I'll be allowed to be cute and pretty and wear all the fun things. Oh, but I have to wait until somebody's voting for me, you know, effectively, mm. you know? Wow, wow. I know that seems like pretty simplified that it just goes to the close, but I, I don't see any other real benefit to being queen other than you get to win <laughs> the sparkly crown, crown right the yeah. crown yeah, you, know, you get to reign over that evening i mean that's what that that's all i mean even in our high school we had the homecoming king and queen and they got to like reign at the football games right so they were always mm -hmm. you know there was a fuss about at the football games and there was one from each class and then yeah. yeah prom king and queen we had prom king and queen and we found out about it like we voted and we knew who won ahead of time so you'd go yeah. to prom knowing that you won or not. You know, there was no big reveal at the prom, which I think probably a lot of experience led to people being bad sports or getting upset or, you know, they didn't win or whatever. And so kind of to avoid that, they just figured it all out ahead of time and then you'd go to prom, you know. Um, so you knew and, you, and then you're like, oh, OK, I can congratulate that person. I can deal with it, you know. Um, interesting. Well, I mean, this was a, this, the other thing just to remember about the 50s in general is that it was a completely artificial, especially for white people, it was an artificial overlay that there was, we're coming to find out now, a white supremacist uh, bent in our government and in our society and in you know, the world at large wanting to impose on white people all this privilege, all this ritual. This is the ritual of whiteness, right? And, you know, American whites of America. Yeah. American white, you know, if you, and, and so ladies, this is the, this is the standard you want to meet. And then you will live happily ever after as a white person in America. And, you know, that just, just coming to find out that all that's been is, you know, horseshit, basically it's all been um, kind of fed to us uh, since the day we were born. And so 
you know, I mean, I like Penny. I like her qualities. I think she's doing the best she can in a system that she's been born and bred into, you know, but she's not mm-hmm. like some big, you know, revolutionary, you know, because she figured out prom dates, you know? Um, yeah. There's she, like two ways to look at it. Right. She's either like the beginnings of mm-hmm. she has a character. She's the beginnings of realizing like, this is all bullshit mm-hmm. or because she's like, because she's interested in being remotely authentic mm-hmm. or this is the best that they know how to do. And she's still mm-hmm. totally in line, you know, and that's like yeah. super creepy, you know, like it's just, mm-hmm. I feel like Pam's more likely to be the one who's like, this is all bullshit because Pam, you know, if you know, she's got actual real leadership qualities and she tries to go to college in this environment and she tries to get a job, like be a lawyer or something, you know, she's going to get shit on every time she turns around, you know? So, you know, where's Penny? I don't know if Penny's got that kind of drive. That's true. You know, who knows what would the fates So where are these girls in, in 30 years, you know? Pam's divorced. She's got grown children, but she's divorced. Penny is probably still with Mike, you know, and they, they, when they're probably hippies, like they probably hit the, you know, they were, they were a little too old, but they probably hit the sixties and were like, Oh, we love this, you know, with all the jazz music they were listening to it already corrupted their minds. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. What do I think? I think Pam it's hard to know with Pam. Honestly, it's really hard. I think Penny and Mike end up like two kids. Mm-hmm. 2.7, right? Yeah. I think it's all just, I think it's exactly what, I think that, that she peaked, that Penny peaked in high school. Ugh, <laughs> I think that's wow. what happens. You know, like she's, mm-hmm. this was her most authentic moment and now she's just on the track, you know? Mm-hmm. Like once you have boy, now mm-hmm. you just the the game with boy you know mm-hmm. and he's going to be a teacher so he's in the, you know he's going to be in a union and he's just going to be a teacher you know like he'll be back yeah. at this high school and, he'll just <laughs> sit there and she'll be like exactly with their 2.7 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no she'll be like totally on the booster club being oh we know just how to do this because that's the way we did it and we're going to do it just like that you know i don't know if i'm doing her just for poor penny um but pam pam will you know she's gonna i think pam is gonna push boundaries that she didn't know were boundaries, you know, because she's always kind of had things her own way. And then she'll try something that somebody slams her for. And yeah. it'll be like, and what? I think, that, I think, I think what you're describing is just somebody who doesn't peak in high school. You mm. know? Mm-hmm. Like you just keep whatever it was that was working for you in high school, you, you take it out into the real world. And then the real world gives you a whole bunch more information than you ever had access to before, you know? Mm. So I'm looking at the next books up. We've got, I mean, I'm just looking at, I'm probably just going to read them. I can't imagine us doing another whole series of any of these books, but I want to finally read them to find out finally what happens to these chicks, you know? And it's, yeah. the, the first one is double feature. Okay. This one is double feature and it doesn't, there's no like little pricey that tells you like a summary of it. So I don't know a very small wedding. Oh, it just picks up right where they left off. Sounds like grand's wedding. And then do they go to college or is it just the summer? Oh yeah, they go to college. Looks like they go to college. And then there's showboat summer, which is probably the summer between their freshman and their sophomore year. And then there's one called double wedding. That's the last one. And yep, there's, I see many mentions of Mike 
<laughs> throughout this book. So we are still, but I don't know who's. Oh no, somebody else marries Randy. So I don't know who's. We don't know who uh, our friend Pam's going to marry. So that's just a quick little. Who knows what? So maybe in some future thing, I can you know I can we can do a podcast of what happens to these girls after I read these books. Yeah, totally. Well, all right. This was so fun. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I guess it came with the housing developments. They were like, okay, we're going to put all these people in these houses. We're going to let them be the only ones who can purchase them. And then it comes with these rules. You know, it's like very mm. wrinkling time. That like mm. wrinkling time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like the neighborhood. The same, mm-hmm. the same way, you know, conformity, conformity, you know. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And it's just, it's just not a good way to, it's not even a good thing to base your economy on because it's, you know, you need creativity and you need constant, you need churn, you need, you need things changing and moving and people expressing themselves, you know, to truly yeah. have things bubble up and, and it's, it's a growing, you know, we're always talking about constant growth, you know, and yeah, growth in manufacturing or whatnot, but really it's growth in ideas and growth and expression and growth and, you know, thought and, and whatever. So, um, okay well okay thanks again everybody for following us on this journey and being with us on it and um we'll see what if you have any suggestions for books let us know that you might want us to read try to keep them out of you know like make sure they're in public domain (laughs) but but we'd we'd love to you know pick up a new project and um we'll see you uh, next time thank you Bye. bye